Welcome to Apaga University. I'm Inga. And I'm Julie. We are two entrepreneurs who have built an in-home care business from the ground up, guided every step of the way by God's care and fueled by agape love. 16 years later and over 100 podcast episodes already under our belts, we invite you to continue on this journey with us as we share stories that resonate, insights that inspire, and practical guidance that empowers you to face any obstacle along this path. Whether you're a professional caregiver, a family member, or are simply curious about what your steps will be when you need them, you have come to the right place. Oh, hey, and while you're here, make sure you hit that subscribe button. And after that, make sure you send this to a friend. Yes, do it. All right, we'll quit fooling around and get to it. Let's go. Class is in session. Hello, Sunshines, and hello, Julie, and hello, Kevin. Well, good hello, morning. Ladies. How are you doing? Fantastic. <laughs> we're taking it. We're going real wild today. Wild. Wild and crazy. We're so going. So I'm going to, I got to start something Uh-oh. first. <laughs> I'm going to screw it up all right off the bat. What What episode number is this or what podcast? 700,000. No, seriously. What, what I, is I this? I think it's at least like 73. Is it 73? Yeah. So Ish. 73. Ish. Ish. And this is the first time I was invited for this. <laughs> I know it's an outrage. <laughs> darn outrage, Kevin. All right, sorry. Move on. I, I didn't mean to mess it up already. Let's it's, go. It's funny considering I think we almost had to hog tie you and bring you down the stairs. Yeah, I'm not you've been super comfortable Crying a lot about this, actually. Yeah. Is it? Is Tried right? to not show up today, shepherding. What was it? 76? Oh, 76. Oh, this is Oh, 77. 77. So it's even so worse. It's not helping your cause at all. Oh. Well, Kevin, oh, we are delighted to have Kevin. you with us today. I am delighted to be here. You have always, always been our the silent cheerleader, silent partner from the very beginning of Agape Home Care mm-hmm. back in 2007. Mm-hmm. You even actually helped produce one of these episodes. Remember the time when you had to push the record oh, button? Oh, right, yes. We yes, got like yes. how far into it, and then I saw Julie's the panic in Julie's eyes because she was not sure that it was recording correctly. I'm I'm really actually glad that I was not on camera for that one because it was pretty uh, kind of heart wrenching. A little, yeah, yeah um, I know because like you you were confident except for not really. Oh well, yeah, that part of it, yeah. But the topic of that one was tough. Yeah, the topic. Right. Oh, tough. that's the, what the, you were meaning. Okay, yeah, the gotcha. Top topic yeah Yeah. and that was our um, organ donation organ donation yeah so what we're doing everybody (laughs) is that we are actually um, just kind of catching up with ourselves and after 76 podcast we're just gonna remind you who we are (laughs) why we are the way we are and um, introduce Kevin officially because he's always in the back Mm -hmm. and um, so here we go Yeah, and maybe I'll just open with a verse. We're not going to do it exactly in the same format that we normally do, but I think it's important to open with a verse, and and particularly with this folder, Mm -hmm. because you had brought it to me, and you said it's the one that we have in our our, um, printed printed material, and I could not for the life of me remember (laughs) until you literally, quite literally, smacked me upside the head with it. (sighs) And said something to the effect of this one, sweet child. <laughs> That's exactly how it was. <laughs> exactly. Um, basically, it is John chapter 4, verses 19 and 20. And it basically says, we love because he first loved us. Yeah. And that kind of just sums it up. Yeah. Interestingly enough, we have always had this message even before we started doing the podcast with Alyssa, who, by the way, we should take a moment to congratulate because she just got back from her honeymoon. Um, She did get married a a little while ago, but the honeymoon just happened. And so that's why we've been off the air for a little while. Honeymooning. We thought she deserved that time. She didn't want to do podcasts at her honeymooning. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I think it was hard for her though. Yeah. Sitting there and relaxing. I'm not sure that she learned how to relax. She missed our, our voices. I'm, 100% 100% certain. In our brainiac inaccurate. things that we just say that roll off our tongue. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. like, uh-huh. Yes, exactly. That was it. Yes. No. Um, I do think, oh, Kevin. Hi, Kevin. <laughs> how are you? <laughs> this, this is just how it goes during the day. Kind of the story of my life. Yes. I just listen to these two banter <laughs> all day, every day. Yeah, you get through to share a, th- you. through a wall though. I mean, if we put up a wall right now, we could. Just, it'd be just perfect. It'd be just like normal yeah. day. So you you share an office with Julie. You are I, roommates, I, and I, um, 
I am the prima donna. We all know the diva. I get the good office that has the locking doors because the financial stuff is in there. Right. Although you are a very big part of the financial um, things that go on in this building now. Yeah. But anyway, I had thought about getting you like one of those cubby like walls to just put up at your desk. I thought maybe <laughs> if you walked in one day and that, that wall was right there. Would it make life He'd a hate better? it. I don't know. Julie would be sad. Julie yeah. was so sad when I mentioned that Kevin would possibly think about moving downstairs to an office downstairs. And I think she was it's a little hard not to take that personal. I well, know. Because I am absolutely delightful. You are, too. And Although she gets a little upset if she thinks I'm ignoring her, though. <laughs> which is every day. You every have minute. mastered that. I hear though. everything. I just don't always respond, which <laughs> so I, so I've what been do, told what do I that's do? not always a good thing. I turn on Rick Springfield. Rick Springboard. And yes. play Jesse's girl, yes. And then slowly <laughs> turn Look my over. head. And we wonder why I ignore. Yeah, I don't get it. How long did it take you to get that that down? I mean, were you just proficient at ignoring her from the beginning? Yes. Or <laughs> <laughs> the answer is yes. Yes. So speaking of ignoring me, uh, let's talk about how we even met oh, years yeah. and years ago. Who's starting? Well, I was the last one to this because yeah. I think you guys actually through motorcycles knew each other before I came into the well, picture. But so I guess to, <clears throat> to to start that before I came here, mm-hmm. actually working here, I was a power sports mechanic for twenty five years mm-hmm. ish, somewhere in there. Yeah. So yes, we I met Julie through motorcycles when we had our. I, I don't know. We probably met. When I was at you and Mike knew each at, other for a, a long time prior whatever, to but us. then Inga and I had our own uh, our own shop, and then yep. that's where I met yeah. Julie when she mm-hmm. was, was promoting like, her track. Hey, you! <laughs> we need to have I got a deal for you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We gotta, yeah. we gotta collaborate. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So then we did so our shop, Superior Sled and Cycle, at the time we did some collaboration with you at your track, mm-hmm. um, Nirata MX, mm-hmm. and you guys Sway. became our neighbors. <laughs> We so did become your neighbors. That was weird. Handy, handy to drop off uh, the two wheelers. Yeah, yep. expensive. It's also, good, it's <laughs> good and it's bad when the when you're <laughs> when the shop is so close. Yes, yeah. that that's it's good for true. me. Not necessarily good for you. Yeah. So before but. we even started this uh, shindig, uh, which was in 2007, we were we became uh, almost neighbors, mm-hmm. and then Inga and I started working together. Yep. And then that's where we were like, uh, we need to make some changes here. And um, actually, Inga was so rude to say that I couldn't <laughs> run a, a business like this without her. She's not wrong. <laughs> and um, then we said, hey, Kevin, we have an idea. And he just looked at us and just smiled and nodded. And that's kind of how he's been for 15 years. <laughs> just He's getting a little mouthier Sm- these <laughs> days. but <laughs> Smile and nod. Oh, it was a good idea. So yeah. I, I uh, didn't find any faults in the idea so i thought man let's yes. let's run with it oh yeah, yeah. and i i really feel like af- after that meeting there at your shop we, it, we just jumped off a cliff and and it's just been just this blessing every single day mm-hmm. and then Agreed. for several years you continued that and then you um actually then closed that to become more of this yeah i was actually trying to think about that this morning before this podcast, because I don't even know how many years I've actually been working here in the office. Uh, I don't either. I, I don't even know. No. Were you here before Tuna was here? Because I was trying to figure out how old no, the cat t- is. T- Tuna's always been here since. Since you've been since here, I've been here. Okay, know. well, if we can identify how long you've been here, um, then I, I can probably identify how old the cat is. Honestly, I, yeah, I don't know, <laughs> but I, I mean, it was a it was a good move. I mm-hmm. mean, I I don't, you know. If there's any of the old motorcycle customers listening, <laughs> I, uh, I'm sorry, but I don't miss it. Um, <laughs> um, it was a good move to come here, so to, to come here full time and, and actually work here. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, I do miss, I mean, as I, mean, I miss the people mm-hmm. there. Right. I don't miss the job necessarily. Right. So, oh, well, you've been, yeah. done it a long time. Yeah. Long time, over, over 30 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was, yeah. It was a long time. Well, and as, that. like, as I feel like I should have been able to retire or something. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's never happened. Nobody's, <laughs> nobody's allowing that oh, to Basically, no. you just get something else that you have to add on to. So, such as this morning, you were shepherding, right? So, at home, yeah. we have a block yes, of sheep there, that are having babies. and There is that. You know, <laughs> I, I'm a, a prime example that 
that uh, your your plan doesn't necessarily jive with God's plan. Right. God, God's plan is, <laughs> is the plan you're going to go on because in a million years, I would have never guessed that I'd be raising sheep. Right. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Or babysitting it's, Julie all day. Or babysitting Julie, <laughs> yep. Maybe she, I don't know, maybe she babysits me. I yes. I think it's a, um, a collective effort. I think we all, to a degree, babysit each other, which oh. is what makes it great. It right. actually makes it sense. Well, yeah, none of us like each other's portion of the job. Right. right. Some of us don't even like our own portions of the job. <laughs> there are days. There are just, projects. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, I think it's it's been a really good dynamic. And like Julie was saying, in the very beginning, you were just a huge supporter of the idea of us mm-hmm. going out and opening our own home care um, company because of you know the mission behind it and the purpose that we're serving in the community mm-hmm. and then from a from this pr- perspective as your spouse um, I could see in the motorcycle that it just wasn't as meaningful to you as what you saw us doing right. and so then there was that transition and um, and it didn't come without a lot of thought on your part to right. say you know where do I need to go what am I being led to do um, what is going to make the most difference in the world, I think. Well, and, and, and <clears throat> you know, basically looking at it, looking back on it was, you know, thinking to myself, am I even capable of, of switching careers? Because it's right. just completely different. Right. Now, granted, you've uh, you've trained me. So <laughs> <laughs> It is funny, though. I forget because you are very <laughs> pro- proficient in what you do here. And so when you ask me things, I, I often forget that you, this is not what you've done it's, all of your life. So. Yeah, it's not second nature. I mean, right. you know, I have had to do office work through the, you know, sure. through different dealerships and, you know, our own business to, you know, you still have to do those things, but not to this level, I guess. So Right. One of the beautiful things about this, uh, gonna say marriage <laughs> because evidently in a weird strange yeah, way yeah 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 15 let's, years let's not go there <laughs> that's, that's, that's um, a topic for somebody else's <laughs> podcast and... <laughs> so what this is is um it's been a great partnership because um i do the cow thing you do the sheep thing but it's really funny because you guys like right now are in the middle of lambing and you got lambs coming out your ears and mm-hmm. in about three to four weeks i'll be calving but we get each other right we get that um even and then also the motorcycle connection because when i have my races yep. you know i might have to take a few hours here or a day off there and or we're we're calving you guys are lambing and we just like okay we'll see you when we see ya yeah and and just flow with it and not everybody would understand that or have the grace Right. That we give each other because we we love it and we have it and it's just who we are as a team. It's it has um, definitely created a lot of flexibility for us. Mm -hmm. And and again, like you're saying, there's that understanding of other things. I mean, the work doesn't stop. So you might be at your motorcycle track still working. We might be in the barn still working. Uh That stuff never stops. But just the flexibility of being able to understand um, we might not always be at our desk yeah, uh, there's many a time I'll be out with the cows and I'll be talking to a client and I'll have to explain. Now I am in the corral, so and <laughs> they'll hear, hear this mooing, and um, they just have to understand that that's kind of you know we're we are really real. Yes, and that is who we are, and we're proud of it, mm-hmm. and that's kind of the dynamic of this family. But you know, when people walk in the store, they feel that we. I don't even know how many people we um, interviewed and hired last week mm-hmm. and just walking through the door of this building. It's like they all said, this is where I'm supposed to be. Yeah. I walked into this building and I knew that this is where I'm supposed to be. And I guess we should maybe back up just a little bit. If there are listeners that maybe haven't listened um, up to this point or don't know, don't know exactly who we are, what we do. Um, where we came from, how we got here. So mm-hmm. essentially, we've mentioned it in 2007, we opened um, Agape Home Care and provided non-medical in-home care services, primarily to the elderly, um, disabled, or maybe someone that's recovering from an accident or an illness. And essentially, we're um, providing assistance with activities of daily living, helping people be able to remain in their home environment, whatever that is. Maybe it's an actual home, maybe it's an apartment, maybe it's an assisted living facility. Um, but giving them the extra care that they need to be able to, to remain safely in that environment and not necessarily have to go to some type of a skilled facility. Right. Um, so 2007, we started out, you and me, Julie, were in the office. Kevin was helping, you know, back us financially and cheering for us. And, mm-hmm. um, and then we had a couple employees, what, 
just a couple to start. Yep. You and I worked a lot of shifts and it has just grown into something that I cannot even believe. Yeah. How yeah. <laughs> amazing. And I always, we we talk about this at, at times because I'm the numbers person and I love at the end of the year to look back and say, do you understand how much we put into this community in terms of wages? Right. And that that's a huge thing for me. It's a big deal. <clears throat> yeah. Our, our main purpose of Agape Home Care is to be able to provide services to our clients or, you know, recipients, I guess, of care in their homes to keep them from having to go to a more skilled type setting. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we opened in 2007. We have since changed our name from Agape Home Care to Ipaga Home Care. We did this because we franchised our business model and our um, conce- care concept and we were not able to trademark the name Agape Home Care, so we spelled it backwards and said we are a reflection of God's love. Um, if you don't know the meaning of the word agape, Julie, take it away. Uh, agape is a Christian definition of love, mm-hmm. and it's basically love one another. Yep. And that's kind of how this whole business is, is if you don't have a super big heart um, to servant love others, it's not going to happen. Right. I actually had a discussion with my aunt last night. She had sent me a, a picture of the, the epidemic right now in Montana where – there's like at least 11 nursing homes that have closed so yes. far. Yeah. And um, so she was like uh, talking about the workforce because mm-hmm. that's what the whole article about was there's not enough staff. Right. And I was just like, we live it every day. Right. And we're trying to always find good people. And she made a comment about staff and, I, and the training. And I was like, fine line there because you don't, make a caregiver right if they don't want to be there if they don't feel that connection with that person and we can't train that right so these people have to be those that give that their their love language right is service so with basically with that that being said i just want to want to say this we have the most amazing caregivers yeah i mean they go above and beyond yeah Mm-hmm. All the time, yeah. every day, every yes. day, every day. As scheduling right now, thank you, Sammy. Um, so, <laughs> well, yeah. So hopefully, I mean, I mean, I'd like to think that some of them listen to this, and hopefully, they know how much yeah. how much we love them, and we appreciate um, yeah, appreciate it's them yeah, because they, they are amazing. So. Oh, yeah. They will. I I had a sick call this morning, and potentially by the time I shuffled everything around, I was going to have to impact. 10 different groups because right. of one sick call to be able to adjust everybody else. And that's a big deal. Yes. But without that heart of service yes. and knowing what our goal is and why we have to do what we're doing, it, they can't work here. And it's the same way with that article that she was bringing up and, and talking about the training. I'm like, mm-hmm. it's, it's not a training issue right, right. at all. It's a heart issue. Right. And that's not to say that people... Um, Maybe, maybe you are not, you're not in the hands-on of it, right? Uh-huh. But I mean, people still contribute in other ways, but that true hands-on caregiving yes, that's in the gutters, activities of daily living, right. um, the, that stuff is absolutely like you are saying, you, you, you're either born with that or not. Yeah. We're, we're not going to make it. I mean, we can help train you yep. to make your um, skill set a little bit better, but Stronger. it has the, to start right, from the within. mechanics of, of <clears throat> yeah. things of transferring somebody yes right. that that can be trained yep. but yeah 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 it, but the the original intent of the person's desires to be here yeah is a big deal um and so that is uh the definition of agape yes is all of these people in the world that are of service love yep yeah yeah and when we first started this business you you had the idea of agape home care mm-hmm. and immediately it was like Absolutely. That will work. Absolutely. That will do. Um, it's interesting because um, not everyone has familiarity with the word. And so sometimes you get a little bit of, what what is that name? How do you even pronounce it? A guppy? Yeah. <laughs> like, um, but once, they, <laughs> once you're able to explain the meaning and the meaning to us, I think it makes a big impact. Yeah. Yeah. And then people that have to work here, they have to, it's a culture mm-hmm. that we are very much involved in. That yes. You know, and we're talking about leadership from the top down. We eat, breathe, l- drink this stuff. Mm-hmm. And we hope that the people that with us have that same feeling. Yeah. Yeah. So, Kevin. Julie. Um, so, <laughs> you do a bunch of 
of the program stuff with like Medicaid and veterans and it's super duper fun, but it's <laughs> super duper vital to the rest of the, what we do besides yes. service for these people. <laughs> so uh, just tell us a little bit about your day to day. So I do have to kind of keep track of the, the VA Medicaid authorizations because it just doesn't, you know, somebody just doesn't <laughs> flip a switch and then yeah. we, we don't provide keep track care. of themselves. Right. We <laughs> provide care for somebody. So we do have to, you know, get an authorization from the respective programs. Um, so I am keeping track of that. Um, and then they do have to have recertifications every, every six months. <laughs> so there, there's that um, part of it, which is a little bit, um, I don't know. It's it's cumbersome. I yeah. guess the paperwork that's involved. It's interesting because it's it's kind of a, a six month cycle, but it's also very urgent, right? right. Because the right. things that you do have to be done on a time schedule to yes. be in compliance, and that's something that we have been very um, we take it well, very very seriously. Yes, Inga <laughs> does um, <laughs> take that very serious <laughs> and has. Uh, <laughs> Uh, impressed upon that, Kevin. Bestowed that upon us that uh, <laughs> well, upon me that hey, this is this is no fooling around. We're gonna do this. We're gonna every time we get audited, you know, a hundred percent is the expectation. There yeah, is no of there is yeah. right. Yeah. There there is no uh nothing nothing less than that. It's a hundred percent or nothing, man. <clears throat> so <laughs> and that's a good thing. I mean, that's the way we need to be with with you know, whether it's Medicaid, whether it's VA, whether it's private pay, whatever it is, we need to be, yeah. well, we need to be that and every I ha- day. I have to say that um, we just had a situation recently where um, we just became aware of, of something that was going on with the program and we followed up and um, spoke with some leadership from VA and just confirmed that we were doing things how we were supposed to be doing them and uh, making sure that we're getting that information out to other agencies that do what we do. And um, essentially, she gave us the best compliment because she said that our agency has a very good reputation for doing things correctly. Mm-hmm. And that comes from basically the work that you do, the work that Julie does when she hires people and does intakes and the work that our nurses do and and me yelling at everybody to make sure that they do those things. So, um, no, no, I'm just well, teasing. I mean, uh, you know, from, from us, you know, to the caregivers, everybody, I mean, we're always working at the best that we can to, to make everybody happy. And that doesn't always happen, but I mean, (laughs) that's usually my job to screw up somebody's day. I would like to, (laughs) I would like to think that people understand that, Hey, we're working as hard as we can to, to, to hopefully keep you satisfied and happy with what, what we're doing. The problem is this. People do not understand the perimeters of the programs mm-hmm. and that you have right. to stay within the perimeters of those programs. Yeah. When you're with Medicaid or veterans, it's it's black and white. Yes. Right. So with Medicaid, you got 9.75 hours a week. We can't do nine and a half or 13. Right. We have to do 9.75. It's, it's very specific. Otherwise, we have to validate ourselves. We have to verify ourselves. Yeah. We have to cover our rear end. We ends better have an answer. And have an answer. <laughs> with yeah. the, when those audits come, we have to justify. And it's been really tough this last almost year because of staffing issues. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it, in, a, in a black and white world, we're a lot of the time in gray. Right. And then that's where your job is so important because... We right. then have to show our records and our patterns yep. and our whys. Yep. Why did we make the decision and we one did? I have to give, give uh, well, Inga and Julie a lot of credit on when it comes to audit time because <laughs> they're the ones that really put that stuff together and, and make sure our... our uh, well, basically, it's eyes just... are dotted, T's crossed, everything. Yeah. I I hate that. I and try it, to hope it, to have <laughs> have good information for them. I hope I've done my part all year. and Right. Yeah. So hopefully they have a... Because I am the black and white person. I am the numbers person. I am the, this is how it has to be to be in <sighs> compliance. And so, yeah, when I then go back and, and review through what's been going on, you know, prior, leading we, up to the audit. That's when we find um, out if I've been doing my job all yeah. year or not. So far, you're passing. Well, so we've got 100% last year. And the problem <laughs> is, scary. is I'm the gray person. Yes, you have to be. Because of when you work with people, if you make them be so rigid, rigid that you're going to lose them. Right. And with the staffing the way it is now, I have to kind of take a little bit more crap than normal, and I don't <laughs> like it. But um, 
it's really interesting because um, somebody made a comment the other day that like, oh my gosh, you guys have been spending too much time together. <laughs> You're getting too much alike. But the funny thing is, is there's been things about you guys that I have taken on because I'm way more diligent about my I's and my T's and I hate it. <laughs> I hate it with a passion, but I also know in my job, if I don't do it right the first time, somebody's going to find it yes. sooner than later because in scheduling, if you screw up, it's not going to just ever hide it's out there yelling at you right and um so I've I've had to become a better person when it comes to being um uh, just more thorough in everything that I do and that's hard because I'm pulling away from a gray area into the black and white right trying to make sure yeah that I'm I'm doing it so that Inga will understand (laughs) well and at the same time I know for me, I have changed tremendously from when we first started this business. And I know when we first got our Medicaid program, I think there was about a year of my life that I thought for sure I was just going to die because (laughs) I was just this walking ball of stress and anxiety wanting to make sure that we were doing everything right. Because I mean, when we first brought the Medicaid program on, um, one of the reasons why we we did that is because it's important to us that that program be administered correctly. Yeah. And um, there, there is, you know, in home care, in those situations, I mean, there have been instances of fraud, um, not through us. Right. I mean, we have a very, very strict policy on no BS. And if uh-huh. we even think that there's a fraudulent situation happening, we are going to exit the chat. Yeah. I mean, we're going to yeah. just, we're going to talk Absolutely. about it, make sure, confirm. Right. And we're going to we, address it. Is, yeah. Immediate. Yeah. Yeah, but basically because I look at it as a, you know, as a taxpayer myself in a program that, you know, tax dollars are helping to fund, you know, I want to make sure that they're those, that money is being, um, handled responsibly. Right. Um, so anyway, that is kind of a bigger picture for me. And unfortunately, like you're saying with the scheduling piece of it, your mistakes get caught pretty immediately because (laughs) somebody's going to call and say, Hey, where's my caregiver? Or the caregiver is going to call and say, Hey, where's my client? Or, you know, whatever. Right. Right. Um, what Kevin and I do is a little bit different because really I'm catching it at the end of the year when I'm going through and auditing all of those charts. Uh Um, Kevin, if he makes a mistake on payroll, you'll know. I mean, yeah, if it's an underpayment, will, somebody will tell me. Yeah, and <laughs> if it's but an it, overpayment, we don't usually hear about but it. I mean, a lot of I mean, a lot of it for me is just making sure that things are billed to the right authorization yeah. number, the right program, the yeah. right yeah. you know, it's it's those. Yeah, sorts see, this of things is why I need at. you people in my life because yeah. all of that's making my head blow up. Yes. Well, when I think well, about you scheduling, I'm like, I'll take the fight with Tri West to get paid for VA, and you can do the schedule yeah, stuff. Because isn't that insane? Because I would rather not ever even say I the know. word Tri West. I know. I know you're just like going to start <laughs> well, twitching. Just you know, I, uh, you know, sharing an office with Julie, I, I, I get to hear most of the conversations and I don't want any of them. <laughs> it's, it's just hard. I mean, you, yeah. and, and like you said, we're, we're managing people. And yeah. I think one of the benefits to being a caregiver with our agency is the fact that we are so flexible, so yeah. understanding, and we just, we get it that life happens. And so we always want to try to work around. And thankfully, I mean, our, like Kevin said, our caregivers are yeah. really, really good. But like you said this morning, you had a sick call and all of a sudden that implodes, Yeah, you know, 10 different accounts because yeah. you're yeah. trying and to make sure. And that person couldn't help that they were sick, for goodness right. sakes. Right, yeah. So there's no sense in me getting frustrated. or, But I've had to let go a lot Yeah. in terms of, because I would like to really, if I, if I let it, it would ruin my whole day. Yes. And I can't. Yeah, I'm I did that like, for a year. Okay, shake it off. <laughs> well, how are we going to fix it? Yeah. But it's 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 a huge mindset. Not everybody can be a scheduler because they aren't crazy enough or no, something. I, I couldn't do it. And and like you said, I mean, one sick call, I mean, it's not just that person. I mean, nope. it, it disrupts potentially 10 different clients, yeah. 10 different caregivers, mm-hmm. whatever it may Half be. Half my I mean, day. It, right. It, <laughs> so it's, yeah, it's a big yeah. deal that yeah. when... When well, something changes. Right. And when I think about scheduling and probably a lot of people have the idea that it's like, oh, I'm going to call and schedule an appointment. Like you call the doctor, yeah. they say, oh, we can get you in, you know, 10 yep. days from now at nine o'clock. Well, mm-hmm. that is not at this, all what scheduling yeah. is for it's you. A right. It's a moving, yeah. moving target a all day, every day. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So we're very excited because besides the home care mm-hmm. day-to-day stuff that we're talking about, we've got big goals for growth because we, part of what we always wanted to do was share 
what we do with the rest of the world because we're all getting older. We have to have care. So in terms of expansion, like you were talking about, uh, franchising, it was, it's been tough. It's, it's, it's a new, different world, a new business model that we yep. haven't learned. And then COVID hit, so that put us behind the eight ball. Sure. I mean, we've got lots of things to do, but it's, it's one of those where it takes extra effort to even do that. Yeah. Well, and it's a changing dynamic right mm -hmm. now. I mean, uh, there is no lack of work. And thankfully, we um, we just keep telling ourselves that we're abundant with caregivers. Yeah. And yeah. so to keep <laughs> keep sending them through the door. Yeah. Um, I have to try to manifest those yes. things. And, <laughs> yes. And get caregivers Power for sure. Power of positive thinking. So, yeah. Because yeah. there's, the, I mean, there's a lot of need out there. And there's definitely not enough people to to help no. right. accommodate Even, a, even on a need. good day, there isn't. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But, yeah. We do have our offices going. So we have a franchisee in Helena and then also in the Bitterit, um, Missoula area. Mm -hmm. Primarily, they're focusing down in the Bitterit. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking about um, some facts about our, our areas that we're serving, right? So um, Helena, like capital, mm -hmm. capital of Montana. And then in the Bitterit, isn't that where they film Yellowstone? It is. Yeah. It is. It's terrible. It do not come here. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, you know, I don't know if we want to talk about Yellowstone or not, but, <laughs> but it is definitely not reality of yeah. what it's like it's to a great live here. Oh, yeah, no, no. It's it is fun. amazing it that is it's always summertime on, I on Yellowstone. I was thinking that the, our last hit of winter, and I was just bundled up, and every time I blinked, my eyes would freeze, and I was like... <laughs> Where's my uh, my uh, bunkhouse full of cowboys? Yeah, I'd love to see them at. Well, let's not go there. <laughs> I would love to see them at twenty below and yeah. see how they how they the, handle things. But what's interesting about it is um, some of so they're getting a lot of extras for help on that show from Montana. Your sister's kiddo, mm -hmm. and then um, we have a like an actual real cowboy <laughs> friend that is out in the you know how many degrees below yep. zero and then the wind chill, and he <clears throat> actually was one of the bunkhouse boys in this season so yeah that was fun to watch him yeah for sure yeah my um my uh, stepdaughter's kids were in it this season i haven't watched this season so i oh. haven't got to see them yet yeah but they were in it too yeah so wild so anyway anyway to, to back up a little bit i'm yes. gonna i'm gonna take Get a, us off a little bit of the lead here do it <laughs> so um we did kind of take a step back as far as really pursuing franchises yeah. but i mean in the back of our head, but not, not gone. So we are still, still looking for, you know, hopefully some franchisees in, in Great Falls, in, in uh, Bozeman and Billings, mm -hmm. you know, though, you know, those places are kind of in our head, but I, I mean, I think we would entertain, you know, entertain any, mm -hmm. anywhere that somebody was interested, we would definitely like to have a conversation with that. Sure. So, um, and our big thing about wanting to franchise in Montana first um, is just the, uh, the ability for us to be available to our franchisees. And right. so right. as things come up, as needs need to be met, you know, can we get to them within a reasonable amount of time? It wouldn't make sense for us to sell franchises in North Carolina or something because being able to service those people right. would be nearly impossible. Not, but not at this point, you know, not at this point, right. I don't think. Oh, yeah, I eventually mean, we're taking over the world. But. Right. <laughs> I mean, I, and I think we've been trying to kind of pride ourselves in making sure that we're, we're providing that support Right. That's needed. Maybe, I mean, maybe even a little bit over, over the top and <laughs> in some instances where I don't, I don't necessarily think other, other franchisors would, would provide the same amount of True. support that, right. that, that, but that's uh, who we are doing. Yeah. So, well, yeah, and that's, day. I mean, we They're want going people to succeed because that helps right. everybody. Yeah. Succeed. Right. We want option. people to be successful and, and we're not trying to, you know, just get franchises out there for you to fail. I mean, we, we want you to be successful because yeah. it, it ultimately it benefits the people that we're trying to serve. And that's ultimately what we're trying to do. Right. Yeah. Right. You know, talking about being so energetic and so excited about what we do, I play this weird little game with myself. And when I go anywhere in the community, I think about the jobs that people are doing. And I always think to myself, I really love my job. Yeah. I love my job. There's not been awesome. a day in my life that I have woken up and not wanted to come to this building or to do and engage in what we are doing. Um, not just the client care, but also I, what, what we do for our employees, because I think that's a big, a big part of our weird little ministry, uh -huh. I think. That's um, awesome. So anyway, yes. So 
all of those being things being said about businesses, who are who are we as people? Yeah. Kevin, who are you? <laughs> Why do we have to start start with me? Because uh, I want to see what your answer well, is far, and then I'll know what to do with mine. How far back are we going here? What are we talking about? I mean, we know that I was forever. We know, you know, I don't I don't know. I mean, I, I think a big part of of my life right now is is this. Mm-hmm. And then also the the show lamb operation that our our daughters somehow uh, <laughs> brought upon us. Um, you know, again, I think I, I mentioned it earlier about you know God has a plan for you, and it may not align with your own plan, mm-hmm. and and that's a prime example. I mean, that's I mean I, I had no idea. We walked into this this uh, livestock thing with no experience, no <laughs> no nothing, and just by the grace of God, was um, blessed with good people to to kind of mentor us and and get us to where we are, and we still just have people come into our lives that just keep elevating us and make us better and and try to try to get to those goals that that we have. You know, I have a goal in my head. You know that I had for. It's my goal, but you know, it kind of takes Bailey, our daughter, our youngest daughter, to to kind of achieve that goal. So, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. There, there's a goal there that um, that I haven't got to yet. So <laughs> I, I have faith that that God's gonna gonna provide, and we're we're gonna make these things happen. So, yeah. well, it's it's been interesting for me, um, and it makes me really proud to watch you through that experience and to watch Bailey as well. So, you know, when she was what, 11 years old or something, when we had her first. Thank thank you, Sam, (laughs) for for starting this. Oh yes, for sure. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Wait, was that sarcastic or was it? No. Well, (laughs) it was a little of both. I mean, it was, I mean, I wouldn't change it for the world, but it was Sam's, you know, (laughs) Sam's uh, high school. Wanting to show pigs. Yeah. Wanting to show pigs. It kind of started it all. So, so got to give her, her some credit. Yeah. Oh, that, absolutely. But. but watching watching you and watching Bailey th- with the actual sheep breeding has been remarkable to me. You know, it started out with two ewes that she had to keep throughout the entire winter before we let her breed them because we wanted to make sure she was going to still be willing to get up and do chores. <laughs> and now um, I just see a lot more confidence every you know with every you that lambs it with you and with Bailey. And well, <laughs> turns ba- out. The U's were just only recently informed that Kevin, in fact, is not a vet. Because <laughs> I, he, I am not. He has to do a lot of uh, baby delivering, and uh, well, there there are a lot of things that that they get done that um, I, I'm not sure. You sometimes. don't have any formal I training in, but I do not have any training in, and but you, you have to make it happen sometimes. Yeah. And your hands, God's work, right? That's that's <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, and, and I mean, for the, the outside person listening in, I guess, not looking in, but um, for a lot of people, when they think about a livestock show, I think they think of maybe county fair, um, where there's there's a market show, there's, you know, there's a sale at the, <clears throat> at the end of the week. Um, but there are other, I mean, there are other aspects to that. There are what's called jackpot shows that, that happen on a regular basis, almost every weekend, depending on where you're at in the country. Um, and, and kids will buy animals, you know, it's, you know, primarily it's, it's lambs, it's goats, um, hogs. cattle and hogs. Um, and they're, they're raising them to show them, um, that's, you know, it's not really, it doesn't necessarily align with necessarily a commercial type operation. That's just, just making, you know, meat. you know, that's making meat for, <laughs> for, uh, for consumption. So it doesn't always jive with that, but, um, that's kind of what we're, I mean, what we're doing and we're, I mean, our operation is we're raising lambs for, for that, that show. Right. Yeah. So basically we, we are breeding sheep that, uh, primarily get sold to 4-H and FFA members. And like you're saying, right. um, generally the end goal is some type of a, like a, a market livestock auction. A yes. lot of, a lot of times that happens through fairs, whether it's county or state fair. And I was actually just at a meeting um, where one of the, one of the participants of the meeting was basically saying, hey, do we teach them enough about the end product or are we only show, are we only focusing on showmanship? And I started thinking about that a lot because um, showmanship of an animal is basically 
it's not just walking into the ring and presenting that animal to the judge. There is so much work that goes into it leading up to that actual jackpot show or county fair, whatever it is. I mean, the kids that do this pretty competitively, they are working with their animals. I mean, most of them are like hand measuring food for their animal in the morning and at night. They're working with them whether that's exercise, whether that's practicing on how to shut, set them up and how to present them to a judge. And this is day after day after day. And the life lessons that that teaches, right. un, you can, there's no price that you can put on that. Right. I mean, these animals are athletes. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's what they are. They, they get trained, they, they exercise, they, they get fed the, the, best, the best feed they can get. Um, I mean, and they're, they're well taken care of. So anybody out there that thinks it's, you know, maybe inhumane or whatever, you are, you're sadly mistaken as far as that goes, because these things are, they're, they're treated better than we treat ourselves by, by a mile. I cannot remember a time ever that you will come to the dinner table before you and Bailey have fed the animals. uh, It doesn't 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 happen happen very often. Yeah. And a lot of these kids that live this life that's their sport mm-hmm. when you're talking about right. an athlete you're talking not just the animal but the kid because this is their their mindset this is their passion yeah. and um this this is what they do it's right. it's um it teaches them so much preparation and so much discipline and i also think that when you take an animal into the show ring it's risky right because at the end of the day they are still animals yeah and these kids have to learn how to deal with adversity if that animal decides that's the day they're not going to behave. So oh. what does the animal do? How do they take control of that steer? How do they take control of that pig? So, I mean, the life lessons are just, it's its huge, and I can't imagine our kids ever having grown up without it. Right. Um, They'd be totally different. Well, I mean, you talk Very about it being, so. being risky. You, I mean, you are. You're walking into a show ring, and you're asking somebody to judge you. Yes, I mean, that's not something that a lot of people want, you know, they're <laughs> yes. just walking around wanting to get judged, but you, and you're asking somebody yes. to do it. And their, so. their opinion that day. <laughs> right. Yeah. And it's, so it's, you're really putting yourself out there, you know, not only the animal, but the, the, the kids themselves, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it, it is, it's a pretty special, pretty special environment that they're, that they're in and. Well, and the families that that come along with that it's it's pretty oh, special for sure. the, uh, some of the most genuine and just good human beings that we know we have met through livestock and we as a team here um see so much value in that that we actually have the montana royal junior livestock show that is an event that we put on um, we promote we host and we do that here in kalispell at the flathead county fairgrounds um, facility we have kids that come from all over the United States. I mean, the farthest exhibitor that's come, I guess, is, was from Oklahoma. Oklahoma. But they <laughs> see value, so much value in in doing this with their kids, how it's teaching them so much more than just, you know, raising a market animal. It's just crazy. Right. I would have never, ever thought. But, you know, when you think about Agape Home Care, when you think about franchising, you think about the Montana Royal, I, I say that we as a team have not once ever gone into an endeavor with the idea that it wasn't going to be the absolute best that it could be. Right. And that we, you know, we, we just grow, continue to grow and grow and grow and provide more opportunities. It's always trying to make a good experience for, for whatever we're doing, whether it's home care or whether it's a livestock show or Mm -hmm. whatever, it's trying to make the best experience out of it. Mm -hmm. But anyway, we've talked about that. Now, Julie's, Julie's cattle operation doesn't, necessarily always align with the show world but no. she is doing some she is doing, doing some, some cool special stuff. stuff so let's hear yeah. about it. you have your own little you niche, got some niche, yep, niche, you got niche. Yeah. How do you say yeah mike and i um gosh we started raising our own beef years and years ago mm-hmm. and um we you know it started out as a hobby <laughs> and now it's become one of those things where it's just it gets out of hand quickly. Yeah, very easily. Like you go to bed one night with two cows and you wake up the next morning and you have a hundred. That's right. kind of how it happened That's with right. sheep. Oh my <laughs> gosh. But um, yeah, so we've done commercial all the time. We've always had a registered Angus bulls uh, with our uh, with our cows. So we have, uh, you know, a nice, nice animal for sure, but, uh, but not the show 
quality. We're, we're the feedlot people and, you know, the burgers. And we have a lot of people that actually buy just from us. Mm-hmm. And right. um, so it's just that food-to-table process. Mm-hmm. Um, but this couple last couple of years, we've actually been ramping up um, with, a, with a little side where we've taken this new breed Wagyu and um, there's a lot of people that love that meat mm-hmm. and it, it just has more of the, the, the fat in the meat and it's, it, you know, some people consider it a delicacy mm-hmm. and it's just the genetics of that animal mm-hmm. and the longer they're fed longer. And so I'm learning this new process, um, have new customers for that part of the meat because it is more expensive, mm-hmm. um, uh, yet keeping and maintaining the commercial side of it. Mm-hmm. So um, it's just actually what it sounds like around here is that we're just plum nuts. <laughs> we're always busy yeah, that, doing well, something. Yeah, there's there's never a, a dull moment. A dull mm-hmm. moment or just a you know, you don't get a time to relax. No, so there is no, no. relax. No, yeah, because as as um, springtime is coming, actually, I'm I'm trying to figure out when I can fit some mo- motorcycle races into <laughs> my life, uh, because we have at least three uh, that we want to promote this spring with my husband and I, and and he's got to do the same thing, figure out when's the best time for him to take off work and I mean because we both have real jobs right and these other things just like your farm is you know probably where where you'd want to be a hundred percent of the time <laughs> if you could uh run the business out of the farm right oh yeah um but uh so it's it's a lot of once again, just my life is a schedule of putting the pieces of the puzzle together but it we wouldn't do it if we didn't love it so right. that's the deal. You, you, you yep. get your gratification from that. Um, obviously, God thought that we could handle it, <laughs> you know, and so he He helped us build those different entities and what we're doing, and I love it. We're going to start calving pretty soon. It does mean, like you guys right now, it's loss of sleep um, and, and different challenges. It is a stressful time of year, but it's the best time, too. Yeah. You know, once, once lambs New are life. out and they're... <laughs> You know, they're out of the barn and they're running around. That's that's the best. Oh, my so. gosh. Speaking of, you guys have done a ton of social media just recently with, well, always, but just recently really focusing on your baby lambs. And people are freaking going wild about it, aren't they? Yeah. 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 We Alyssa, have the best. Alyssa does We great, have the best. Work. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we build the lambs. No. No. Alyssa takes the video of them. And, yeah, it's been, it's really been going wild. Yeah. I love it. Not only not only the podcast, but she uh, takes good care of See? our, oh, our yeah, social yeah. media accounts. The other piece so. of that is her her uh, her mastery is the social media, the cameras, making things look good. Yeah. Uh, I'm a classic so example this, of that. So if I don't look good in this podcast, <laughs> it, it's Alyssa's fault. <laughs> but she also has a passion for livestock. Yes. So yes, and an eye. Yes. Like none other. She is a, a Jill of all trades. Yes. Is that what they call it? Very talented. <laughs> and and I, you guys, uh, listeners, I really wish that at times you could, there was a camera on Alyssa. Yeah. Because some be. of the faces are yeah. just great. Yeah, there really should be. Yeah. Usually it's one of, like, did Julie just really say that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, funny. Well, um, so we took it out of like the normal format. We still did give you our verse and we do want to do, um, I wanted to share with you kind of a good news story. It's not necessarily that, but our friends, the Costeckis who also raise sheep, uh, show sisters sheep company, and they happen to be our Bitterroot and Missoula branch mm-hmm. or area. Yes. Um, they had posted this video and I've got to see if I can pull it up here. Alyssa will put it in so that you can watch it if need be, or she'll make it make noise she'll, so you can hear it. She'll, she'll do, do her magic. She'll do what uh, she does. And, yeah. and as soon as I can get this up here. The snow is crunchy and the stars are bright as I make my rounds checking sheep tonight. The air is cold and the moon is high, but it looks kind of sleepy, and so am I. Ten, then twelve, then two, then four, from the house to the barn and then back once more. We have to lamb early to make the stock show, but if we were half smart, we wouldn't lamb in the snow. Mm -hmm. And though I am tired and ready for sleep, I'll be up in two hours to go check on the sheep. Then my light hits you for the new set of twins. Both up and sucking and my heart just grins. 
I separate them off into a lamin jug, and I feel like God just gave my soul a hug. Tiny and frail, yet still lively and strong. That old you's talking to him like she's humming a song. I walk back to the house, now wide awake. That made it all worthwhile, and I can take a short break. When the ewes finish lambing, well, the heifers will start. Sure, it cost me some sleep, but it's good for my heart. I'm just a cowboy and a shepherd, and that suits me just fine. Because there's something pretty special about birthing time. Watching life starting out, it just can't be beat. If I live to be 90, it'll still sure be sweet. And that's one main reason I have this little place, because calves and lambs put a smile on my face. You know, a wise one man once told me <clears throat> something most folks believe. Only people up at midnight are crooks and thieves. Mm -hmm. But I think he was wrong. And it's sure easy to see. And if you'll come spend a few nights ranching with me, you'll find sleep's overrated. But I'll tell you what's not. Being a shepherd, being a steward is the best job I've got. Caring for livestock, for the water and the land. It's in my DNA and it what makes my life grand. So next January... On a cold winter night, I'll be out checking the sheep under the stars so bright. I, re I relate to that, I think. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I feel his pain. Yes. <laughs> that and his marvelous, marvelous And his pain. happiness at yes. the same time. But, yeah. yeah, there is a level of sleep deprivation yeah. <laughs> that accompanies it. It does. Just... Thank goodness for those little babies. Oh, and I have yes. to tattle on Kevin because this morning we actually had babies oh, this morning and um, one of them ended up in the wrong jug with the wrong you. So he realized that there was a sheep out of place, basically went out to the barn. And by the time he got there, there was a, an additional sheep that was not in the right place. Um, and I happened to be watching this on the video, which I don't like to do usually, you know, I don't want to be peeping on anyone but it was hilarious when that little lamb gave you the slip and I think you described it as like a piece of paper in the wind every time you would reach down to get it it would just, just go take off running again yeah. oh I could see goodness. you laughing and I could see that little sheep just running around doing hot laps I was thinking she was pretty lively for just being born I should have caught on that, yeah uh, turns out she was hadn't not, just been born she was a, from right a different mom. one but, yeah, but we got it figured out yeah, we got, got everybody in the right places so yeah all right, everybody. Well, if you haven't done so, um, please go and subscribe. You can do that anywhere you listen to your podcast and join us on our Epago Care and Share Facebook group and send us your verses or your good news stories. You can do that at thecaregivenpodcast at gmail.com. And with that being said, peace out, Girl Scouts. Have a good day. Thank you. The caregiven name is a registered trademark of the Veritrust Health Incorporated Company. EPAGA is not connected to, affiliated with, or endorsed by Veritrust or any of its affiliates.